We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. LL Nation, what's good? Happy Monday. Hope everyone had a fantastic, fantastic weekend. Welcome in to the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Notre Dame is halfway to sweeping November. That was our prediction here on the podcast. That's what was needed to prove that the program had taken a major step forward. Marcus Freeman, of course, is going to meet with the media today. We'll have his press conference and digest that on tomorrow's show. Today, we dig into the post-game comments from Marcus Freeman, quarterback Drew Pine, and linebacker Prince Collie. As always, we're brought to you by Honora Whiskey. Honorawhiskey.com is that premium American whiskey. Honorawhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure that you drink responsibly. You got to drink responsibly. Make sure that you go over to us, because we're available now in podcast form on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CFB Nation, in connection with Irish Breakdown. So go check us out right now. Subscribe. Give us five stars. Leave a comment. We greatly appreciate it. Also, the climb of 3,000 is real. We're almost there. And it's because of you, LL Nation, and your continued support. We greatly, we greatly appreciate you in our dj Khaled voice we appreciate you go to the youtube page subscribe hit the like button share notification bell every time we go live or drop content you'll know about it right here on the youtube page lucky lefty podcast we spin it different we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Left. Hmm. Did you enjoy your NFL weekend? I did. I did. I like my NFL weekend every week. Get to see, uh, you know, just good play. Uh, a lot of stuff that uh, players that I played with and watched growing up. So it's cool to see, man. Love the NFL. So. Can't believe the Colts won. That's probably the biggest thing. Hmm. Shout out to Jeff Saturday. He tweeted the Ravens look terrible, got the job, and then beat the Raiders. <laughs> I mean, the Raiders are terrible. He literally you know? tweeted from his couch, got the head coaching job with the Colts, and then beat the Raiders after he tweeted they was terrible. From the couch. From they the are Raiders. bad. I mean, he spoke the truth. I can always rock with the truth. They are bad. Quarterback almost crying, apologizing for being emotional at the press conference. Devontae chilling with his Taco Bell in the crib, kicking it with his family after a loss on the field. He has his money. He's good. He's I mean, Devontae might end up doing the same thing Randy Moss did when he went to the Raiders. A couple of years, get traded. Go win a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes or something. Like you, you never know how it would turn out. You never know. But it's just really interesting to watch. We talk about it as far as Notre Dame is interesting to watch quarterback play in the NFL. You know, old guys like Tom Brady struggle. You see the rising stars, guys that were thought of as maybe the third or fourth best quarterback in their in their draft class. And here comes Justin Fields you know, doing what he's doing for Chicago. And it's really a perfect storm for Chicago Bears fans because the quarterback is getting better and they're losing to assure to or ensure that they get a top five pick. It's beautiful. Like, it's it's the perfect storm for the Chicago Bears. The Dallas Cowboys proving they can't handle success. Everybody, everybody's beating up on Aaron Rodgers. Everybody's beating up on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And they go on the Lambeau. Just losing overtime. Man, fat egg. Just a fat egg. Left, I have some things for you today. Okay. I have some things for you. Some things for you to listen to, man, to watch and check out. And we're going to start with Marcus Freeman because I'm going to save Drew Pine for the heart of this show and for you. But today we want to listen to what Marcus Freeman had to say after the game. Once again, Notre Dame comes away with a 35-32 victory against Navy, their third scoreless half of the season. You said that's a fireball offense. Do you still feel that way? I'm not saying it's a fireball offense, but I'm just saying it's not, uh, not what we expected or want at that position, especially 
with the moves you made in the offseason leading up to this, you would think that you had it all figured out. And putting that product on the field is is not good. Or putting not putting the product on the field in those halves are not good. But it just stems from top down. I mean, your recruiting in that position was terrible. So well, Marcus Freeman talking about the second half and what happened. I think, you know, you're up 35 to 14 at halftime and, and you kind of say, hey, let's, you know, be smart in the second half. And coming out, we started really well and they got the fourth and one. I think the P.I. or um, we stopped them right there and they got a P.I. I think on the fourth and one. And then it kind of bled throughout the series and led to three points. And uh, second series went three and out. Third series was the TD pass on Mickey. You know, I think towards the end of the second half, we got into a little bit of just prevent. Um, we weren't playing our normal trip off option defense. When that quarterback went down, we knew the backup quarterback was more of a thrower. So we kind of went into our prevent defense and they just said, okay, we're going to run the ball. And so um, it's a little bit of a chess match. Like we're looking at the clock and saying, okay, let's keep the ball in front of us. Um, and they're saying, okay, we'll run it if you're in prevent. And so uh, they still found a way to score and and we we recovered the onside kick and that ended the game so a little bit of a chess match again you don't want to be able to just let teams run down the field but at that moment you're up 10 I think 10 or 11 points and you say okay we know it's a two score game and so let's be smart not give up an easy big play pass and make them earn every inch and keep the clock because they were out of timeout so that's kind of what happened second lower Lower leg, not lower body injury, more of a growing injury. Yeah, yeah. He should be back next week. The last part there was an update on J.D. Bertrand. Growing injury, he should be back next week, according to Marcus Freeman. Your thoughts on what he said right there? You know, (laughs) I don't know. I just think that – it's got a little disappointing. I don't know. What would you what would you say? Some things that stuck out for me. Uh, one of the things, this whole play smart. Look, man, it's week eleven. You should have a smart. That's what I'm saying. You should have a smart football team right now. Like, but that goes back to the inconsistency. Like when you, you know, have a child that continues to make the same mistakes, you have to continue to re- reiterate and say things over and over again. And that's where he's at. At this point, he's probably getting to a point where he's at a loss for words. And he's like, I don't think that's what it was. I don't know what else to say to this team, right? Because this is not like a bunch of youngsters on the field. You have fifth-year captains making mistakes, pass interference, false starts, right? This is crazy. DuPont has been here for three years. So first first year starter, but he's been here for three years to digest his offense. So everything yeah, will be seen after, ele- after 11 weeks, if you're still saying, having to reiterate, let's play smart, come on, man. Come on, man. Go, go play. Just go play. Go play. You play smart. If you're playing football the right way, you're playing smart. You're playing smart. So to hear that and talk about playing a chess match with Navy, it's like, I, I, I mean, I, I guess, I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's 
it's definitely a strategic game playing a team like Navy, but like you said, it's week eleven. You either you are who you are this season, and we're and we're consigned to the fact that we're just an inconsistent football team. And and truthfully, that's okay right now because we can highlight where our inefficiencies are, know what we need to correct for next season. But in the midst of all that, to be able to still win is 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 great, but it's frustrating because as a fan base that requires so much that we feel like we deserve to be in the era of scoring in style, winning in style, winning with swag and dominance. We've been through the years of grinding out if he wins and coming close with games and, you know, being the team that's underrated and underdogged all the time. It's time to transition into the dominant team that we need to be. And it sucks right now because it's not what you can say when you go up there and keep repeating the crazy inconsistencies that's happened, not from just, like you said, from your seniors to the young guys and everything in between. So it's not like you can pinpoint the the direct thing that can solve it because usually you would say, oh, it's a young guy thing or a senior's got to get them right, but it's a little bit of everything. So it's probably frustrating for Marcus Freeman. I'm sure it is. It has to be. It has to be. I mean, those were his comments about overall what happened. Then <laughs> they asked him about the second half and the passing game and what changed from, you know, the effective passing game in the first half to what happened in the second half. I, I kind of challenged our offense a little bit. I wanted to see us to be able to run the ball. And, and uh, you know, it's hard. They were – zero pressure in almost every play and what does that mean is to bring in everybody and playing zero coverage no middle to field help um and we have to be able to find ways to attack that we did in the first half we hit some balls and, and we um, were able to check to some things when we saw it coming but the second half we were just not able to beat um zero pressure and uh you know, that's something that we got to improve at because other teams are going to do that. You know, people are going to see they had some success in bringing all out pressure. And what you have to do is is make defenses pay in the pass game. It's hard to run against all out pressure, you know, but in the pass game, you have to make them pay. And it wasn't that Drew wasn't hitting the target as much as we didn't have time. And so we got to, you know, we got to make sure we try to protect. And then if they're bringing one more than we have to protect with, we got to get the ball out of our hands and, and, and hit some hot routes. Why are you turning your face up? Because you see how he tried to save Drew. It's not that he's not hitting it. He just doesn't have time. Of course. Of course he doesn't have time. Of course he doesn't have time. You that's not that's not we not blocking it. What do you mean? It looks rough because when you're in a zero pressure like that, it takes a little bit of mobility to find and buy time to make the, the wide open throw. Because there's going to be somebody wide open in zero pressure. Because like Marcus Freeman said, there's no middle of field safety. There's one-on-one everywhere with a lot of space. Now you're going to be rushed. But unfortunately, when you're 5'4", 
Ain't got seven guys coming. One more than you can block. And you don't got great athleticism. It's going to be hard to even scheme up things because you got to buy time to find windows to throw. Now, can he do it? Yes. Can we be even better in helping him by throwing a screen? Absolutely. But don't say it's because he's not making Of course he's not making the throws, but you got to supplement what he's lacking in by helping him out throwing at least one screen. I didn't see one screen yesterday. And against zero pressure, a screen is a killer. I bet you if we ran a screen, they wouldn't do zero pressure ever again. Because we would hit our head on the goalpost, like what Audrey did on the route. But this is the, the kryptonite to a lot of Notre Dame offense is not just what we went through. When they man press and they sit in the house, we don't have great responses. That's just that's just what it is every week or every year. Even against teams that aren't that good, sold out against the rush, and it worked. Our response and adaptability wasn't there again. Now, there's physical lacks to that, but there's also with all those smart people in that office got to come up with a better scheme to help your quarterback. Yeah, I mean he he's he's doing what a head coach should do. He, he covers. Look, that's one thing I'll say definitely about Marcus Freeman. He's going to step in front of whatever's coming in the direction of his program, and he's going to take the full brunt before anybody else. That's why you saw what he said towards the end. Like, look, he knows if you have. A defense and cover zero playing off man. Can we run some slants? Can we just get the ball to our guys on the run? Catch the ball, throw it. That's it. Catch it, throw it. You're in the shotgun. Catch it, throw it. You don't even have to take a step back. Catch it, throw it. That's it. One thing I will say. There's a tendency, and you tell me if I'm wrong, because I didn't play the position, you played the position. When you watch a quarterback hold the ball when he has time, you already know he's going to hold the ball when you apply pressure. If he holds the ball a long time without pressure and goes through progression slow when there is no pressure, just imagine what he's going to do when there is pressure. I watched the game this morning over again. There were people wide open. Wide open. Just holding the ball. Because his first look is to the left, the wide open receiver is to the right, and he gets to him so late in his progression because his progression is slow. Like progression is one, one, one. He's one, two, one, two, one, two. Dude, by the time you get to that third one, two, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. And then it goes to your ability to extend plays. Like you said, he's really not good at that. 
every now and then he can extend some plays, but not to the level of what we saw from Ian. Of a, team, yeah, of a team not blitzing you every play. So we understand that the first half was a really good special teams contributed. Defense contributed with the interception, given short fields. You had big plays in the passing game, especially on third and long to beyond cozy. Jaden Thomas with a great route on the end and up. Braden Lindsey just destroying the defensive back, just destroying him and having to make the greatest catch of the weekend when it should have been an easy six. Should have been an easy six. Yeah, it's just, and this is not indicative of just one position. That's right. why I want to make sure that everyone knows this. Right. This entire team is inconsistent. That's right. The defense has been inconsistent. They've had a great first half and then had a bad second half. They've had a great three quarters against North Carolina and then just. Missed assignments the entire fourth quarter. Just inconsistent. The only consistent group has been special teams. And we said it yesterday. Heaven forbid if special teams has a bad game. Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid if Brian Mason's crew comes out and has a bad game. Then what? Because the entire team has been inconsistent. And that's the struggle. But even with that said, they found a way to beat Syracuse. They found a way to beat Clemson. They found a way to beat Navy. Right? They found a way to win the game. Early in the year, it's safe to say they could have found a way to lose this game. Heck, they found a way to lose to Stanford. They found a way to lose to Marshall. They won, and they escaped with no injuries, which was my major concern going into these last games. You say it all the time. Notre Dame players hate Navy Week. They hate it. It's a distraction from normal preparation. It's a different type of preparation. It's a different type of game, and it's a different type of opponent that you're not going to see. All season. It's just a special, peculiar week. And they escaped with the W. Wasn't pretty. Don't like it. Probably impacted how far they could have moved up in the AP and the CFP rankings if they had been or continued their dominance, covered the spread. But once again, they are who they are. And that's an inconsistent football team right now. That's who they are. And as a fan base, there's really nothing to be upset about because we'll keep regurgitating the same things. The same things we we were upset about Saturday are some of the same things we've been talking about all season long. Yeah. All season long. Inconsistencies. Just inconsistencies. And as much 
as we get to talk about it with LL Nation and we get tired of talking about it, I can only wonder what the coaching staff and Marcus Freeman are thinking. Period. I can only imagine. Like Nick P said, is Navy, throw it out. You can't throw it out. It's the same thing we've seen all season. How do you throw it out? It doesn't matter who the opponent is. It's the same inconsistent play we've seen all season minus one game. And that was Clemson. That's it. Just like just like Josh Allen fumbling on the and giving a touchdown to the other team. Just an inconsistent play. You just had to throw a dig at Josh Allen. You just, you just make a, he just make a fourth and goal stop, <laughs> huge to win the game, and you fumbling. <laughs> yeah, I feel you like you have to find a way. Notre Dame, was just oh, dude. Dude. they winning games though, but losing because mm, and, and and it's not just dude. This team playing inconsistent football. It's not all on Drew Pine. Who right, stop that. Right. We tap Drew Pine when he needs to be tapped, and that no. Drew Pine does not deserve all of the credit for this team being inconsistent. Mm-hmm. He has zero to do with that defense being inconsistent, especially mm-hmm. with leads. We've seen too many times this defense have double-digit leads and give up points. Double-digit. That's not on Drew Pine. It's just not. Did they learn anything left? Let's see what Marcus Freeman has to say. Be for everybody in our program, right? The same thing for Drew Pine, the same thing I say to the entire football program is if we're not better because of what happened through the entirety of this game, then we failed an opportunity. We got to look at the second half. It's easy to say the first half, right? Look look at the second half and say, okay, how do we become a better football team because of what happened in the second half? How do we make sure if a team wants to bring all out pressure um, versus our offense, we have our answers? our exact answers and execute. I think we had answers, but we didn't execute. And so we have to be better because of this and how the second half happened. And again, the opportunity to get better after a win is is uh, is something that any coach dreams of, right? The, the, the opportunity to challenge your team and to show them the film. And, you know, as much as I'm sitting in there saying, hey, man, it's hard to get these wins and we got to celebrate and we got to feel good about it. They don't feel great. You can tell, you know, but we got to learn from it, and uh, I'm excited. There's going to be a hungry group as we get ready for this last home game. You know what? I'm glad. I'm glad he said that. I'm glad he. I'm glad he let us know that they weren't happy in the locker room. Yeah, I'm happy to hear that, and I'm glad they will have a hunger. Because guess what? BC's backup quarterback just threw for 303 touchdowns with Zay Flowers coming to South Bend. Yeah. With with game film of what the offense does against zero blitz. Yeah. That's there true. you go. They ruined North Carolina State senior day. They're looking to do the same thing this Saturday against They're Notre Dame. The same thing. They're looking to do the exact same thing. And it, and it, and I think it's good that the locker room was hungry because they know what they need to do to finish the season the right way and to be able to not feel satisfied with just winning. I know that, uh, there's people in the fan base that think, oh, it's a win's a win. But as long as the team doesn't feel like the win is just a win and they know that there's a lot of growth in those wins from the inconsistencies, 
that's a closer step to making progress to to changing that outcome where we can put a full game together, even if it's with whoever we have at quarterback or wherever those problems may exist, the confidence that we need to be able to put two halves together is what we need. And um, not being satisfied, too. I think Marcus Freeman does a great job of keeping those guys never satisfied with, with even the success that we're having because it can be faulty in times when we're playing a lot better teams. Lucky Lucky Broadcast, featuring Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, their premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. Each and every Monday, we dissect Marcus Freeman post-game press conference right here. Tap into us. Go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, courtesy of CFB Nation, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. Get locked in with us and all the great content over at CFB Nation on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Go. Tap in right now. Set up for the automatic download. Anytime great content is posted, you'll be able to get it right there at your fingertips and in your earbuds. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Leave us five stars. We would greatly appreciate it. As you know, we spin it different. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.